Welcome, welcome to, to Arsenal, Arsenal Kids, Kids Podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Arsenal Kids Podcast. My name is Maddie and I'm, I as usual, and I'm joined by my amazing super, super co-host Ben. And it is great to have you join us for this episode. Yes, hello listeners, and welcome to episode number 93. Thanks, Ben. And what are we talking about on Arsenal Kids Podcast this time? In part one, we look at the men's team incredible attacking five-star performance against Burnley away at Turf Moor. Which ended the Gunners 5 and Burnley nil, And then in part... Part two. We look at the fantastic women's team performance as they played Manchester United at the Emirates. Well, they ran out winners three goals to one. But before we get further, a quick moment to say thanks to you for listening. We would love for you to leave a review or follow us on social media as one of the best ways to grow our community. Just email us or get your mum or dad to if you need a hand. Our email is info at arsenalkids.com or they can search for Arsenal Kids on Facebook or Twitter. Let's keep this venture going together. Let's indeed and straight to the men's team who produced another incredible attacking away day and coming into the game full of confidence on the back of our 6-0 demolition of West Ham last week. And we picked up where we left off as there was barely five minutes on the clock when we opened the scoring. From a move that started in our own box, Declan Rice fed the ball to Gabby Martinelli, who raced away on the left flank. The Brazilian cut the ball back beautifully with the outside of his foot to the edge of the area, where Martin Odegaard was waiting at the top of the D. He had time to take a touch and then drove a low left-footed half volley into the bottom corner with his typical precision. Making it 1-0 to Arsenal. It was the perfect start and immediately it put the hosts on the back foot. We dominated possession for the next 20 minutes or so, but we were restricted to shots from outside of the area, with both Rice and Saka having efforts blocked. Burnley threatened to grow into the game, but some good work by David Raya in goal kept them out. We remain patient in our build, by playing with Trossard, having an air swing at a ball that he should, he put into the back of the net. But shortly afterwards, he made amends by winning the penalty that allowed us to double the lead. He was brought down by a desperate lunge by the defender when he was through on goal. And while there was not a lot of contact, there was enough for the referee to give a yellow card to the defender and to point to the spot. And then Saka stepped up to put the penalty in the bottom right corner, it making it two goals to nil. And it's four from four for Saka personally from the spot this season. As the teams then went into the break on reflection, we were rarely troubled at the back, and I think we thoroughly deserved the lead. And at the start of the second half, Saka punched Burley by scoring Again, He did Odegaard's clever pass inside the box, wrong-footed the defender, and Saka shifted the ball from his left foot to his right foot before absolutely smashing the ball into the roof of the net. 
it went past the keeper before he really had a chance to react. And the water falling down off the net when the ball hits it was simply sensational. Three goals to the gunner, and before long, it was four. This time, Trossard got on the score sheet, having missed a few chances he could have and possibly should have taken. Kivior fizzed in across from the left, and it fell to Trossard, who lashed it past the Burnley keeper with Arteta, deciding to make then a triple change following the fourth goal. Saka being taken off meant he would not get the hat trick today. And I know that it's something that he is keen to do, but if he's patient and we keep playing the way that we're playing, I don't think that hat trick will be too far away. But the changes did nothing for our intensity as we actually went on to score our fifth. Havertz, who played really, really well this game, he positioned himself well from a throw-in and taking possession with just a man and the keeper to beat. He nutmegged the defender before coolly slotting it past the keeper, making it five goals to nil. And the first time ever in our history that we've scored at least five goals in consecutive away league games. It's also the first time that we have begun a calendar year with five successive league victories. Most important is that we got the three points. What's next for the team now, Ben? Next up, we return to Champions League action in midweek, where we're travelling to Porto for the first leg of our round of 16 game against the Portuguese side, before we return to Premier League action against Newcastle, this time at home on the weekend. Okay, well, let's leave it there and the men's team highlights here in part one. And we will be right back after this Part number two. Welcome back, and we're going to go to the women's game in part two, which was a women's Super League game against Manchester United, and it is hard to go past the fact that they played at a sold-out Emirates Stadium. It means that the league attendance records from number one to number five all belong to Arsenal playing at the Emirates, with this one, the sellout, being the best attendance ever. But it was a nervy start for the Gunners. It was as a loose back pass was pounced on, with Sabrina D'Angelo in goal being forced to clear the ball. Man United continued their frantic opening to proceedings, but we kept our composure and settled into a rhythm on the attack. And it was a well-won set piece that proved to be the breakthrough for us after just 10 minutes. Katie McCabe whipped in a trademark fierce delivery from a corner, and the ball was turned into their own net by the Man United player. And as you can imagine, Emirates Stadium erupted. And... Our team punished for another with both wingers, causing United plenty of problems. And it was around the half-hour mark that a quick free kick found Mead, who curled a pass down the line to Victoria Pulova. The Dutch midfielder cut the ball back to the area, and the defender attempted to clear the danger, but cleared it pretty much straight onto Chloe Lacasse's head, and she obliged by directing the ball into the net, for her third goal in two games and making the scoreline two goals to nil. From that moment on, the results never looked 
But we still relentlessly pursued a third. The pace and directness of our wingers was proving too much for United's fullbacks. And just before halftime, our two wingers were in the action again as Lacasse zoomed to the byline to find Mead waiting in the area. And her heavy touch was probably fortunate because it appeared to give a chance to the defender who stepped in for the challenge but missed the ball only got the player, leaving the referee no choice but to point to the spot. Kim Little stepped up to take the penalty, and she did what she does best by smashing the penalty into the back of the net. It meant that we went into the halftime break with the three goals to nil lead, but we would need to ensure we continued with the intensity and remain concentrated for the second half. And we ended up having better chances to extend our lead rather than United getting back into it. Beth Mead rattled the inside of the post on two separate occasions. Once from a deflection and Blackstenius was not able to also convert when she had a one-on-one chance with the Manchester keeper. But unfortunately... We did not keep a clean sheet. Right in the depths of stoppage time, United got a consolation goal after a cross was not dealt with well by D'Angelo in goal, who had a bit of an air swing allowing the ball to fall onto Garcia's foot and she guided it clearly into the empty net. Three goals to one, however, against a top four side. And with the win, we now move to within three points of both Man City and Chelsea, who sit atop the women's Super League table. And next for the team, Ben? Well, the women now head off on an international break. Remembering, though, that our Canadian players, Sabrina D'Angelo and Chloe Lacasse, together with our United States women's national team player, Emily Fox, are going to be away for a little bit longer as they are in the Gold Cup. Otherwise, in a fortnight, we'll be back in action at the Emirates for a scintillating North London derby against Spurs. And lastly, is it true that Arsenal women are coming to Australia soon? Well, it is being reported that the clubs are in talk for a post-season game against an Australian A-League women's all-stars team in Melbourne. It is still yet to be confirmed and just speculation at this stage, but it appears to be looking like around May 21, May 22. But stay tuned because you'll hear the news right here on Arsenal Kids Podcast as it breaks. Okay, well, let's wrap it up for this episode. Thanks again for joining us at Arsenal Kids Podcast. Before we sign off, we want to express our gratitude to you for your continued support. If you haven't already, follow, like, and subscribe so you don't miss us in future, because your love for the beautiful game is what fuels our passion. And we would love to, for you to spread the word about Arsenal Kid Podcast. Yes, a reminder, please share our podcast. Tell others about it with other Arsenal kids you know. Help us to grow this amazing community together. And hope to join you back on the pitch again soon. Keep the spirit of the game alive and until next time. Goodbye. Have a happy week.